welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Comic Chronicle Podcast. I'm your guys' host, Dakota Morgan, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. Now, this is issue 199, folks. 999! That means we have almost, we're one episode away from 200 episodes, and you can best fucking believe there is going to be a little heartfelt thing in the beginning of that episode. But I want to say thank you, everybody, for tuning into this one. It's amazing the folks have been listening for three years it's a, almost four now <laughs> in a couple months actually uh and those new fans welcome 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 uh today we have a really really fun guest on the show though folks we really do and paulo vianelli is on the show he's coming to us all the way from italy through the power of skype he talks to us about culture you know we mean him talk about culture a little bit in the beginning there we talk about like between different countries and we kind of get this in the comics like how are comics different in italy from the united states and i think it's going to shock you a little bit uh we talk about making star wars what it's like working as an artist on star wars excuse me and marvel and all that other jazz you know there's that sort of stuff there was a point where skype just crashed on us so we come back and we're like what the hell was that that was uh, a whole thing that happened and whatnot but through the power of editing it will just seem seamless to you guys but yeah i do want to say apollo thank you for coming on the show man you rock uh, make sure you guys go check him out check out his star wars work if you especially if you like mandalorian and western themed stuff in star wars i think you're gonna like it and yeah uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the show, though, for new episodes, Tuesdays and whatnot, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, ComicChronicle.Podbean.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And where else? Ah, I'm on uh, Twitch, Coderex97, if you want to catch me live, raw and uncut on video games, and also on Twitter, at DakotaMorgan3, and Instagram, at Dakota underscore Morgan. 97 if you guys want to keep track of all the animal caretaking stuff i do comic book writing and of course for the show the comic chronicle podcast and i do want to say again guys thank you for tuning in and listening it means the world i do this for free it's a really fun thing i love talking to people from across the world and all different jobs in the comic book industry and whatnot too fellow writers and all that other jazz actors artists all sorts of stuff and it's it's amazing that we've gotten this far almost four years it really really is and thank you guys for all the support to people who reach out on social media and all that other jazz you guys are the real mvps now without further ado though before i start crying we're gonna get into the show so let's get into my talk with follow gotta love technology sometimes but yes we are recording now good man i do want to say thank you for coming out of the show today i know we started a little bit later than what we originally planned but thank you for coming out of the show Oh, thank you for inviting me. Of course, of course. Uh, and I know time zone makes it it's so much difficult, but we do make it work and such like that, too. Uh, for you, it's afternoon because it's morning for me, though, yeah. being in Arizona. I mean, you're in Italy, though, right now, yes. correct? Yeah. Yes, I'm in Rome. Oh, in Rome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that people should know exactly where the hell that is. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they do if they're listening hopefully. to the show. Uh, Rome, my good man, Rome. That's how's life in Rome these days? Oh, that, well, it's it's a big city, so it, uh, it got all the problems of big cities. It's like living mm. in uh, I don't know London, New York is probably one of the cities where you have problems with you know uh, trash in the streets and uh, congestion and this kind of stuff. But overall, it's a great place. It's so the great. usual kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, nothing no, new. Yeah. <laughs> no, nothing new at all. I mean, nothing new. It's just incredibly more beautiful than New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it depends. Depends. No, okay. No, it's. Uh, I, I like New York. I like. I like going to New York for uh, conventions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's but, a great. Good New York is pretty good. I'll give it that. I'll give it that. It's better than Phoenix, where I'm at now. I'll give <laughs> it that. They're a hundred percent. There's no way, because oh, 
Uh, I actually got a buddy of mine, one of my best friends. He was dating someone for a time. She lived in Italy, and he was in Italy for uh, – he went to Rome a bunch of times for school and whatnot to be an architect. And he would tell me all these stories and all these fun times in there and whatnot. I just – I'm like, man, you're selling me on Italy here. Like, I got to go to Italy sometime before I die. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? When you're uh, abroad and you are studying, it's always better because you're, you're not really, you know – uh, living the life of people working and uh, you know you're basically having a lot more fun than regular people. So oh. a <laughs> that's true. He so you mean to tell me I need to go to school and, and get somehow yeah. sent to Italy? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that, that makes sense. And yeah, he, oh god, the debt. Uh, oh no, but but I mean that's that's, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I do know I got to put it on record though. Is he went to a. Uh, now I gotta ask, do you know what Johnny Rockets is? Johnny Rockets? Yeah, uh, it's a it's a U.S. restaurant sort of thing for burgers uh, and no. stuff like that. No, uh, there's no, one in Italy. <laughs> I think there's one really? by in Rome. Yeah, oh, and man, it's a it's gonna... a restaurant. Huh? I'm gonna look for it now. <laughs> do it, please. I it, it, he said there was one in Italy. He took a picture of the mugs because Johnny Rockets is like in the terms of like ranking it's number 4 or 5 of restaurants here in the US oh. but in, in Italy on the mugs it's like the little paper uh or the plastic kind of things you put your drink in like uh-huh. it said an american classic and i'm like oh you're full of shit <laughs> i don't even know what Johnny Rockets is around in america and you mean to tell me an american classic <laughs> get the hell out of here <laughs> yeah Okay, yeah, family. This is oh, okay. It's way up in the north. Mm. Never seen that. <laughs> okay, okay. And then that's where they did. I just knew it was there, and it said American classic. And I'm like, you're lying. Like that's that's false advertising. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like going <coughs> going to use barrels in America. That, that's, oh. it's got nothing from Italy, but they still sell it like a Italian place. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The first time I saw it, I was like, what? This place? I've never heard it. But... <laughs> They're claiming to be Italian, but I'm Italian. Ah, like, what the hell? <laughs> I have no idea what they are, actually. Oh, I think they're saying, like, Italian cuisine or something like that. Yeah. So you may just... Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, no, hold on here. That's not Italian. Yeah, but this is one of the reasons why um, I, I used to work in England for a while uh, oh. when I was younger. So... I used to go there for the summer, work the summer, and come back. And I remember uh, avoiding all the places claiming to be Italian because I knew they were not. You could actually tell. And uh, it always, whenever I met Italian people asking me for good Italian places to eat, I was like, nah, this is not the place to look for Italian places. <laughs> and I, yeah, because it's really, really, I mean, I actually found in the end a great place in London. But it's really hard. I I try to avoid places uh, like that whenever I'm abroad. Being in England, France, America, wherever I be. Mm. Which, you know, which is a thing around here, but it does. And the people listening, we will get in the comics, I swear to God. Yeah, (laughs) at some point. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's the state of the show. We're always like this. But it's the same thing with, uh, with Mexican restaurants around here. Yeah. So, you know, like, if I go to Illinois, uh, where I'm from, I'm, I live in Arizona now, I've lived here for a few years, yeah. but I was born and raised in Illinois for almost two decades. But 
you know, you go to up north and they'll be like, oh, it's a Mexican restaurant. But then there's a weird tasting thing to it. But then you come down <laughs> here to the southwest and then near the border. Oh, then that's like some that's like some real good Mexican restaurant oh, foods. Yeah. And I asked my friend, I'm like, well, from Mexico. And I asked her, I said, well, what is what is the theme? That she's like, oh, that's everybody up north is pretending to be like they're from <laughs> Mexico when they their family hasn't been to Mexico in 70 years. <laughs> they're trying yeah. to do the food, but then everyone down south is the real kind of restaurants. So it's a weird thing to look at, like a cultural thing to look at in the world. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Uh, I, I like. I mean, it adds. It, it kind of makes you look upon the world and realize how big it truly is in a way. Exactly, because it, it's the same with uh, Italian restaurants. Sometimes it's, uh, it's being run by families that, are, that have, haven't been in Italy like for generations. They still have that tradition, but yeah. it's nothing like that anymore. Like, if you, well, let's take mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is actually something that claims to be uh, from Italy originally. Really? But, yeah, in some way, they're trying to, it's, it's actually something. Uh, really, really different from how we we do pasta. Uh, but that, if you were Italian, you try it. You're just like thinking, and you're like, "Wow, what happened to this pasta? What have you done to it?" Because you can. But if you if you actually think about it, you realize that it's an Italian recipe that act, actually changes through generations while it was in America. So now it's something completely different. But if you judge it with like, uh, like from an Italian point of view, you're like, ah, oh, this is just bad cooked pasta. Well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the end, I actually enjoy it when I was in America. I think it's, it's good. But I, uh, the first time I was like completely shocked. I was like, what are you eating? What is this stuff? It's horrible. When I like realized that it's really something completely different, I was judging it with a uh, like. The wrong set of set of mouth. So, yeah, it was trying to be Italian, but it, it yeah, was, yeah, it no, was no, not Italian. You know, no, like, no, no. This, <laughs> I I imagine there's got to be somebody out there who has said this: is they've tried mac yeah. and cheese the first time, and they're like, "Oh, an Italian cuisine. Let us see." Yeah. <laughs> and then next thing you know, and they're like, "Oh my God, this tastes American." <laughs> yeah. What's well, wrong? wrong? It's like actually when when you see people like eating spaghetti with meatballs, and it's something that. It's weird because uh, whenever when you're in Italy, I think nobody cooks it because it's, it's not something you do. It's a, it's a bit impractical because if you are like if you have spaghetti, you're not like it's not the same the kind of pasta that would go well with uh, with meatballs. But you see it in movies and American culture, and you're like, why? It's not something we do. <laughs> it's just weird. It's but, like, why do you lie to us, movies? <laughs> <Why do you laughs> yeah, yeah, that's something. Well, if you, well, uh, as a person who, who lived uh, always a uh, younger life in, in Italy, uh, I was deeply influenced by American comics and movies, of course, because yeah. um, it was a big, uh, a big thing for me growing up, uh, which led me to to the comics, of course. And it's weird because you 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 don't realize it, but. The American culture was really, really different from ours. I was, it was so weird to look at, and and I remember realizing when I was growing up that uh, people, uh, you know, dubbing movies were actually doing a huge job in exchanging a lot of the cultural references in movies and cartoons in order to make them fit better with Italian culture. And it's a weird thing, but 
we really weird, weird because we start growing up, we start you know, watching stuff in the original language, and you realize that it's completely different from what you've seen. You're like, wow, this is so amazing. And uh, it's another thing that proves uh, how big the world is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. Like, there's so many things with it. Like, um, what was it? Kind of going on that too was one of the things. It was oh, Inside Out. Do you remember the movie Inside yeah. Out? Yeah. Yeah, sure. There was a thing where uh, apparently when there's like when the girl is little and whatnot and she's refusing to eat the food and uh-huh. everything like that, um, it was broccoli in the United States, but then in it was oh. like in China it was changed to something else. I think it was like cauliflower. No, it wasn't cauliflower. Peppers. I think it was bell yeah. peppers. Or something like that. And so, like, she was spitting out bell peppers and stuff like that in China. But meanwhile, everyone here in America is like, we'll take some bell peppers. Hell yeah, stuff with us some meat. There you go. (laughs) And I was like, wait, but the kids here are like, no, to the broccoli. I think it's bell peppers or something weird like that. But, man, it's so so crazy with that in a way. I I appreciate people like, oh, it should be the same thing. I'm like, no, change it for the culture, man. Different cultures is a really, really good thing. And I'm not saying that because I went to Disney World and like saw all the different cultures, but no, oh. <laughs> and I, uh, or Disneyland technically I went to the other day. But like you know, there was I'm a big fan of that sort of shit. I really yeah, am. Yeah. But uh, you mentioned you, like you know, growing yeah. up comics and whatnot, and even yeah. in Italy, I'm curious because I've had people on from Europe on the show, South America, and jazz like that who have been fans of comics, of course. How is it? being like a comic book fan in italy because i can't imagine you guys get too many of the american books uh well this is something uh really really weird what happened in italy was that comic books were really big uh in the 70s and 60s of course because uh i mean i'm talking about american comic okay and uh, because the regular comic books made in italy were have been big since uh 40s they, we have we have a very big tradition with a uh, traditional American, Italian comic book, which is in a different ninety-page format. It's completely black and white, and there are tons of great characters. And um, but the American comic book was like the first stop in color, because the publishers in Italy, in order to save money, wanted just black and white stuff. So the American comic books were in color, and they were a big thing. But what happened was that um, after the, the the boom of the 60s, uh, there was just uh, only Marvel Comics stuff published for a while because uh, the, the the publishing rights for DC Comics were like divided between the different publishers. Mm-hmm. So there was like no uh, coordination. So you had like uh, uh, like uh, Teen Titans coming in a different format on a magazine, Batman comics were in the actually new news like in the comic book shops, but they were on different formats. And at some point, the main publisher that had like the most issues, uh, the most titles, sorry, for this comic uh, went bankrupt. So oh. they lost the publishing rights, and nobody bought them back. So, like, I remember that in the early 90s, when I was a kid, I used to buy Batman comics, and then they vanished because the publisher went out of business, and the only stuff they published were, like, 
some of the big stuff like paperbacks with the big stories, but they were really hard to find. So Marvel Comics is big in Italy for this reason. It was very difficult for uh, teenagers and kids growing up in the 80s and 90s to find this kind of stuff. So now they were publishing it, and uh, the, the, the same publisher that has the, the Marvel Comics rights now have the DC Comics rights as well, so they're publishing all the time. That we missed from the 80s and 90s, and it's great because we got twice the time when we go buying comics. <laughs> it's great. And uh, one of the, uh, the, besides that, one of the funny things that I noticed uh, going in the United States and working with the comics uh, later in my life, I realized that uh, the favorite titles are very different. I mean, the big names are still the big names. Like everybody loves Spider-Man. Everybody likes uh, X-Men. But yeah, yeah. like Italy has a, a soft spot for Daredevil in a bigger, bigger way than uh, America. And uh, also for other titles like, uh, well, definitely Daredevil is a big one that comes to mind. Uh, also Fantastic Four, but in a, you know, in a different way from the United States. It's really strange. But anyway, so as I was saying, uh, our view of the American comic books industry was very different because uh, Marvel Comics was the big stuff, like the, the thing that everybody knew because the comic books here are still, are still sold also in news agents at the Fritz Corner. So, uh, if you growing up, I remember that if you wanted the regular stuff like Spider-Man, X-Men, okay, you could go to a music, but if you wanted something very different, something very interesting, something I don't know, like uh, I I made Spider, like uh, oh. DC comic stuff, you had to go to a proper comic book shop, and oh, they were yeah. really like in Rome. I remember we were like five or seven. That's and more than I thought there would ever be. I really. <laughs> I figured you were going to say like one or two. Yeah, now we're like, uh, I don't know, maybe 20. Because now comics are really big, and uh, also all the, you know, uh, the merchandise and all that stuff, and all the the nerdy stuff is going big. So (laughs) now they are a very big business here as well. Well, anyway, so we we had a very different view of the comics. So, I remember that uh, I never read stuff like uh, Watchmen or Dark Knight Returns until I was like in my uh, 20s. When uh, like uh, a, published, a, news agent, a news publisher decided to, to do like a, a series of uh, big volumes with all the uh, you know, famous stuff in, the, in comics, uh, like from all over the world, would be sold in news agents, and at some point uh, I saw like this Watchman in the newsstand, and I was like, oh, never, I heard about that, but I was like, okay, I never read it, I'm gonna buy it. And then the Dark Knight starts, and all famous stuff, and I was like, blown away, because I never read much of the stuff. And uh, also, that applies to uh, most of the uh, Dark Horse comics, of course, and is the reason why uh, Star Wars comics were uh, not really a big thing in Italy because, of course, having uh, a smaller market meant that publishers tended to, you know, 
choose which titles they wanted to publish. So even being a Star Wars like a big thing, okay, nobody wanted to to publish it. Um, like there was a moment in the nineties when uh, there were a lot of alien comic books, alien and in Predator, but 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 that didn't last very long. But I remember for about five years they seen it around and it, it was dropped. And the reason why, like uh, the Spider-Man comic book, had inside three stories from three different titles. Like you, you bought Spider-Man inside. You had like Amazing Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, and then like Web of Spider-Man. And it actually, it was actually a very good way to to follow the characters when you had those uh, those big stories that were divided in between the different titles, because in this way the publisher actually could put them all together. And, you, and I remember that uh, thinking about culture, different cultural differences, uh, every Italian comic book still has like a final page, a couple of final pages where uh, the editors like explain the cultural references that are not like uh, completely clear for us. So um, I remember buying like uh, a very old comic book from Spider-Man, and at some point there is a reference to Eddie Murphy. And actually, at the end of the page of the comic book, there was a part where they say, "Okay, this is a reference to Eddie Murphy, which is oh. now famous." But at the time the comic book was out, it was just uh, a big name in the Saturday Night Live show that nobody actually watched in the Middle East. So it was like. A good thing to explain. So yeah, yeah. We still have this kind of thing because it's very, sometimes the they are very hard to explain to to understand if you are not aware of American culture. And yeah, I mean, we... American culture is hard to understand. I will give you that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, you know, a thousand percent. It very much is. I don't even understand it myself anymore. <laughs> uh, oh <God. laughs> But yeah, that's that's fascinating. That to me sounds like. There's got to be a show that comes out, and I've seen a few comic book documentaries already and whatnot. And, uh, but there's got to be a, something that comes out that catalogs all this shit because I huh. this is like to me I would love to know like to have that from what everything you just told me from like Italian comic books and how it was with Marvel and stuff like that too <laughs> from years. And I want to put it together to be like comics. What are comics books like worldwide? Yeah, it would probably be very interesting. Yeah, Um, it's like there's people who haven't seen like Marvel DC books until the 90s. So, you you know, it's that whole thing there. And because of their country they're in. So that's that's brilliant, man. That's brilliant. Like. If I ever visit a different country anytime soon, I definitely got to pick up a comic because I want to. I want to kind of have like, well, you can't even understand. I'm like, yeah, yes, but it's still pretty cool. <laughs> it's something that I used to when I was a very like about twelve, thirteen. Uh, my parents started to send me to England to do like a holiday school because they wanted me to learn English, and that was a very you know good thing for me because it helped me a lot uh, in comics. But I remember that I was uh, very young going into comic book shop and I was like completely blown away because they were so different. They had so much stuff I had never heard of. Like, and I was able to buy like loads of stuff. I was also blown away by the different 
you know, uh, format of comic books, like when my father went to America for one of the, you know, traveling for business, so he came back and he got me American comic books, and I was like, wow, this is so cool, because I, I actually happened to know what happened six months earlier in my favorite comic book. <laughs> <laughs> And it's a, it's, and I, when uh, we went to Spain with my family for a holiday, I bought, I bought a com, uh, an American comic book in Spanish, just to see what, uh, you know, the difference is uh, between things. And I, I was very fascinated also to see uh, the last time I was invited in France for a comic book convention, I mm. spent a lot of time talking with uh, French. Uh, American uh, French uh, comic book readers that are really really interested in the American comic, and it was very very interesting to see uh, how American comic books like look like in France. The difference in format, uh, they tend to have like more uh, big volumes. Than really? Singles. Yeah, they they don't they basically don't have like. Uh, the, the the small issues like with one story, they try. I, I've seen very very little of that. They prefer to have this big premium uh, format because that's the format of their comic books. Their French comic books are like that. They have this big volume that look great in your, your bookcase. So they put the American comic books in the same format, and oh. they love also to do like black and white edition of that material with all the original art because they really appreciate that part of the comic books. While in Italy we tend to have like more um, economic edition, like very uh, smaller format and on cheaper paper, but that is sold on very, very cheap. So mm. it actually, I think it spreads, spreads better with uh, teenagers. Because of course they are, they, they money comes from you know their allowance stuff, so they have to choose what to buy, and this is the reason why uh, the Japanese comic books are so popular in Italy because they were they were very cheap and the big, uh, like two hundred pages of volumes, small in size, and they spread a lot during the nineties as well. I remember buying lots of uh, Japanese stuff and American, of course. Mm-hmm. Because every because they were comic books that were cheap and so they were okay for me to buy. While if I had to you know go and find a copy of Watchmen in Italian, I had to go to the comic book shop, spend much much more, and I had not the time, of course, because I had to you know go get on a bus across the city to get to that very few comic book shops to get my copy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that was not something that I wanted to do. So. It was very, it was very different. It's different, that's it. Yeah. And it, as you say, it's very interesting to see how comic books are different between countries. I honestly, I, I like that a lot more, by the way, the way it's done in Italy, where, yeah, yeah. it sounds, it, I, people listening are going to be like, oh, they get the oh. cheap books. <laughs> and I'm like, no, they don't get the cheap books. They get still the I like, because you, you put it perfectly. It's made for teenagers in a way, yes, so they exactly. could afford them. Which yeah, yeah. It, it's something. why it's important to have like two different formats, like yeah. the cheap one that is for everyone, and if you have like exactly. money, of course, why you can buy, you know, the basic premium, premium size with all the you know super uh, cover, very thick, great look at, 
it has to be for everyone. That's that's how you you get it to everyone. You get that's how you build your your character popularity. And you want it to be going for the teenagers because, and I know older yeah. fans are gonna be like, "Fuck you!" But I'm gonna be like, "Hey, <laughs> you know what? Well, we're the ones who are gonna yeah. die first. So you gotta, you know, you gotta make it so the teenagers like it because if if they like it, they're gonna keep coming back. They're gonna keep coming back in adulthood. They're gonna keep coming back in old age. You know, like that's the thing yeah. about it. Like, I think people people misunderstand it. They're like, "Oh, it's gotta be for adults." I'm like, no, not all the time, buddies. You know, you gotta because here I don't know the uh, translation of euros, but here for us, it's in dollars. It is uh, books now are like four ninety nine, um, so like yeah. oh, five six dollars almost for a regular issue. By the way, yeah. that's why I love Todd. Yeah, this for is twenty pages. Yeah, yeah, oh, probably less. And that's why, I I like, like, are you kidding me? Like <laughs> six dollars? Like, oh my yeah. lord! And then some, most some indie companies are trying to make it so it's still three dollars. But even dollars yeah. wasn't like hard for me as a teenager, like yeah. trying to get an allowance. And th- I remember, I don't think I've ever, I don't, I may have said this because doing this show for three years, you wonder what you say and you don't. Like there was a time where, uh, yeah, I was a teenager, obviously, and there was, I moved here to Arizona. I was actually two blocks away from the comic book store before it shut down, and I remember I would get allowance, and it'd be for getting lunch at school, right? A hundred percent of the time, I was a very, I lost a little bit of weight because that money went all the way. Yeah. They were like, they're like, why aren't you eating when you go to school? I'm eating when I come home. Why? Uh, yeah. Well, the money's going to comic books. Because yeah. that was also a store that uh, any new book that was out, so like a book would come out brand new, whatnot, it was the regular cover price. But then it would go down to a dollar the next week. So little wow. teenager me was going and be, that's probably oh. what the story in business. Oh yeah, I'd be like getting all the new books. Let's go! And he's like, and like I'm really starving to death at school. I'm packing <laughs> snacks and shit like that. Oh, and eating in class. It was like, yeah, starving myself for comics. You gotta love it. Yeah, yeah. I I think that uh, comic books are really important for uh, you know for people reading them. But sometimes. Uh, the people creating them have to realize that uh, we, we are still doing comic books. It's not rocket science. So uh, we need you to, to understand that they are made for young. They are like uh, something that's supposed to be a nice adventure. So we don't have to be so, so really, really, I don't know how to say that, but really to, we don't have to see too much into them. They have to be for teenagers because they they are they are the best readers for comic books, especially superhero comic books. There has to be room for them. I'm very afraid that uh, when I have to, you know, when I realize that sometimes stories I I love a lot are really loved more by older people. I have no idea. It my Maybe. Skype just crashed. <laughs> it oh, just, okay. So I don't know if it did it on your end or not, but two as well. But oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's so fine. what were you saying now? That was weird. That was incredibly weird. I like, I blinked and Skype was a shutdown. <laughs> like, like, well, what? I didn't even touch my mouse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what? But what were you saying about uh, about with the comic book shops? <laughs> Oh, uh, I don't know what I was saying. I have no idea. 
Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> damn it! Damn it! We well, lost uh, it. We lost it. That's okay. I lost. I have to lose. Well, yeah, anyway, comic books are great for TV shows. That's it. And uh, I can share with you about another small thing about culture here. And comic books in Italy have always been regarded as uh, something for teenagers. Even now, they're more for teenagers than for adults. And sometimes I remember that growing up in all the places uh, uh, that I that I went, every friend, every family had a pile of comic books in their toilets because comic books were something to read when you had like time on the toilet. That were considered something, yeah, some of the just a comic book. They were not a book that you had to sit in a proper chair to enjoy. Mm. So every time we we hear people uh, here in Italy saying that they are very big artists, that they are very big writers, because they mm. comic books are so much so good, we try to remember them that yeah, you know, you know where we read comic books in toilets, <laughs> just to remember yeah. them, just to to make them remember where they come from. Because now the comic books are booked, but some, one day they were like computers and really, really uh, low culture. Yeah, maybe this is the, the best way to put it. They were considered low culture. Oh, they were here too for a while. Yeah. Before, the, before Marvel really hit big in the movies. They were, I, I was yeah. part of the last generation that get made fun of for reading comic books. I remember uh -huh. it was like, yeah, yeah, I got shitted on a lot for reading comic yeah. books. And then the Avengers movie started to come out. And then people are like, oh, uh -huh. well then. And then Man of Steel came out. And people are like, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like, here you go. I, yeah, uh, I was right. You were wrong about comic books. Uh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's been the thing. Like, it's it's weird to see that, to see the culture shift in comic books with it, man. And and I, it's weird to see like the time, the before, the before times where yeah. you know you didn't really want to come out and be like I'm a comic book reader. And then I mean I did anyway because I didn't really care. Mm -hmm. I liked the, the yeah. uh, old movies first and what I like Batman '89 got me into it. And Batman yeah. Returns that was my big thing as a kid. And then you know Sp obviously Spider Man movies were coming out that got me into it. So then when I started reading the comic books and it was like how do I tell my friends? <laughs> I mean, a lot of my friends, a couple of my friends never really gave a damn because they were big, huge gamers. So they, it, yeah. it was really the pot calling each other black at that point because you're going to be like, ooh, comic books? I'm like, bro, we, you played video games for nine, ten hours straight, and you're going to yeah. give me crap for reading comics? There's no exactly. way. You can't do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. And um, still today, if you do, like, reading comic books now is is considered, like, a little bit better than a lot of nerdy stuff that uh, people still do. And I I really happy to see that, like, just to make an example, Dungeons and Dragons is now, and the role playing in general is now getting. Uh, oh, it's is, huge. It's, it's, it's huge. getting huge because thanks to. It's weird to say that because it's been a really big tragedy for all the countries, but COVID 19 uh, yeah. pushes a lot of people into doing uh, role playing. Uh, through internet and uh, computers, and uh, it's it's weird to see that that we needed that to give dungeons with stuff like Dungeons and Dragons and roleplay a big push. And well, now yeah. they, 
yeah, now we can enjoy the, the, the spot in the sun. That's because nobody wants to live in this world, man. Huh? <laughs> that's, yeah, probably. that's the problem. It's like everyone's like, holy shit. I, I, speaking of games, like I restart, there's games I restarted, and people are like, oh, you're playing the single player games? I'm like, yeah, because yeah. I want to go live in the world of Fallout more than I do in 2020, man. Back when that was the thing. Oh, God. Oh, I was yeah. like, you, you're all playing, yeah, D&D, online D&D, which. I'm a big D&D guy. My group kind of separated and whatnot in 2020 and whatnot. We never really got back together, which kind of sucks because we did it for a couple of years. Yeah. But um, people were like, oh, do D&D online. And I said, I can't. I tried, but I could not. I was one of those people. I could not do it. Oh, I, re yeah. I really could not. It was it kind of ruined it for me, the in-person experience and shit. But yeah. no, that's yeah. that's that's the comic book sales went up, too. Speaking of that, yeah. too, like we're like, oh, the sales are low. I'm like, the sales are low in stores. But then digitally, every because everything's been up, and now stores are starting to come back, which is great because we lost a few in the battle. But like, it's it's a weird thing where people are like, "Oh, why is somebody asked the other?" There was an article about it the other day in a news article. Yeah. I don't remember where, and it was why are uh, role playing and comic books and TV shows on the rise and video game stuff on the it was comic books and video games. They said the sales are on the rise and players and readers are on the rise. And they said, why is that? I remember seeing the comments saying, because everybody wants to escape because humanity right. made this shit. Because <laughs> sucks, dude. Yeah. It's a thing called nobody wants to live in COVID world. <laughs> and so yeah. we're going to read a comic book to read about an alien invasion or something like that because exactly. we prefer that. Like, that's the thing. Or like people going back to a video game called Skyrim. If anybody oh. listen, yeah, like people are, I restarted playing that not too long ago and it's been years because oh. I said, you know what? Might as well try. <laughs> yeah, I I love like one of my favorite TV games is a uh, Dark Souls. Oh, you are uh, a yeah. better man than me. <laughs> better, I could never. I no. <laughs> no, I love it. I just love it. And I I remember the first time that my girlfriend saw me playing, uh, she was like, "Why are you playing if it gets you so mad?" I I'm like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> Life gets me madder than this. This is like a cakewalk. So it's like, this is nothing. I, it's I like love. I'm an artist. You gotta, you gotta yeah. imagine life is okay, pretty, pretty, pretty rough. Yeah, I do comics for a living. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you gotta say. It's all, oh, like I, I write for SGS comics, and we've been dealing with our stuff in it and whatnot too. And it's like, God, people are like, how do you survive? I'm like, well, I'm an exotic animal caretaker, uh, huh. vet, veterinary assistant for exotic animals, and a comic book writer. Life is rough. Yes. <laughs> You got, you gotta have the escapes on that one. Exactly. Like I read, if I um, I haven't been in the comic store in a little bit because of like cars almost blowing up on me and stuff like that for money. But like whenever I get a new book from anywhere and stuff like that too, I sit in the garden and read. And people are like, why do you sit in the garden with chickens? I'm like, well, it's pretty peaceful when I turn on some music. Yes. Exactly. Like you gotta have it. You gotta have it. Yeah. Uh, no, you it may you were even talking for a little bit here and. I, I gotta say, it's like we mentioned Marvel and Italy and such like that too, so it almost makes sense because you've done a little bit of work here, to say the least. Here, you kind of—I don't want <laughs> to be pissed off. We don't get into that. Like you know, you've done a little bit of some interesting work, to say the least. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've worked uh, on a lot of stuff and not much uh, on a single title. I have uh, shots with a lot of characters. I've done uh, Iron Man. Uh, some Squadron Supreme, 
some um, Daredevil. Um, at some point, I think done a story of Guardians of the Galaxy, and I think I've done a couple of pages in Deadpool. And the and well, lot of stuff. Then I went into uh, I ended up in the Star Wars department, and now I'm uh, doing a lot of stuff with them. And Which is they, unbelievable that you get to say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's so 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 cool because I I love Star Wars, and it's one of the of those things that has a very interesting uh, visual style that lets you create loads of stuff. And if you are not uh, touching the the main uh, stuff for movies, you're good because you have kind of point of fun. Lucasfilm has been really really open to all my creation, uh, visually speaking, and, and even for uh, most of my writers on the series and on like uh, Lando and uh, now Bounty Hunters. Uh, my writers were very. I think they had a lot of fun creating all those crazy characters because every time we had like, okay, let's meet this character, some crazy alien, and I'm like, okay, I'll just, I'll do something. Let's have things and stuff. And it's like, it's, it's really weird. it's weird because uh, it's one of those franchises that um, you think you won't have much freedom working on because you have to, you know, Boba Fett has to be Boba Fett, so you have to uh, go there and be very precise with his costume, with uh, Darth Vader's costume and stuff. Because they are strict on that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have loads of sort of stuff, and it has to be that. Yeah. But on the other hand, some places and uh, characters are just created on the spot. So you like you have your Boba Fett can be the comic but maybe he's probably to this world that we have never seen before. So I am free to create it from scratch, and we get to introduce characters that nobody has seen before. So they are all coming out from my imagination and the writer's imagination. And it's really great because uh, you just have to respect and be uh, really into the visual general style of Star Wars. And yeah. in some way, I found to, that I had more freedom doing Star Wars comics than uh, doing regular superhero comics. Because in that case, unless you have, you know, you are doing something new, you have to uh, work on uh, someone else's references, someone else's work mm -hmm. on real places that you have to be very careful because nobody wants to see a place drawn uh, poorly or that even if it's uh, you know, you got your caption saying, uh, we are in Arizona, but the place looks nobody like no, nothing like Arizona. So you, fans, yeah, I mean, fans yeah, will fans, say, see that. Yeah, and that's, that's yeah, who, that's who we got to worry about. Yeah, yeah, that's the stuff you have to worry about. While on the other hand, unless you are in places uh, that people have seen movies or cartoons, you have plenty of freedom. I remember, and, and even if you're uh, working, uh, on something that people have seen, it, sometimes you have a chance to do a lot of stuff. I remember doing on Bounty Hunters, I think it was uh, issue 11, it was uh, an issue completely focused on uh, the car Bosk, the lizard guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the play, I had to draw, pretty much I invented like 
everything in that in that shot in that issue because uh, all the stuff we see there is pretty new, uh, besides like one or two characters. But mm. the crazy thing is that the place where the adventure is set is a place that has been seen in the Clone Wars cartoon for a couple of episodes, and it was like a small part of a big planet. So we just said, okay, we are in a forest. Something that uh, we have never seen in that show. So I completely went nuts and created something new and different. And uh, no one like came and say like, oh, this is not accurate. This is not the place. No, because it was of my creation. So total freedom. And it's great. For, for an artist, it's great. Especially when you're doing a regular series. Sometimes you can get a little bit tired because you're drawing the same characters, doing pretty much the same stuff, they're shooting each other for 15 issues. Oh, come on. Some, at some point it gets boring, I can tell you. But you you have to have these uh, small areas of freedom where you can have you know, your some fun yeah. in some way. Yeah, that's... No, it does. And it's it's a thing that, you know, it's I want to tell people who are listening right now that it sounds difficult, but we should clarify, it's still fun as hell. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You're doing Star yeah. Wars. You know, it's like it's it's that thing where I think it's now become because we have the TV like like you're mentioning, like, well, Boba Fett's got to be this way. Well, yeah, because Boba Fett's got a TV show. So, you know, yeah. you you got to think about that, like get into work on these name brands anymore it's like a thor or an iron man or some shit like that yeah. now it's different from what it was like 10 years ago because exactly. now it's they have a thing they got to keep and whatnot and they have a certain more amount of rules excuse me but the thing is if you just play by those rules you still have a lot of creative freedom as a writer or an artist like and that's the thing too like yeah you may have to change a couple different things but from what i've heard from friends of mine who worked on this sort of shit is it's still fun. You know, that's the thing that I think people should clarify that because I've heard people say, oh, it's got to suck working on those because, you know, you don't get to do what you want. No, you do. Actually, it, yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's weird because I, I, I've worked uh, before working in Marvel Comics, I worked uh, on a different franchise. Like I've worked on G.I. Joe and Rom, Rom the Space Knight. And, in, and even if I had to work on uh, stuff that it was, uh, you know, pretty much it. I mean, G.I. Joe was G.I. Joe. I mean, I, I didn't have a chance to create new characters or change their costumes. Mm. But in some way, it was still fun because I I found uh, the, the, the good thing to do was, uh, you know, to focus on uh, where the places and the narration. I had this crazy issue where uh, of a, a sky battle between two different uh, airships, Ooh. and they were basically the toys uh, from the original J.J. So I basically had to draw this thing shooting at each other in the sky, but it was still fun yeah. because in some crazy yeah. way I was like, okay, I'm basically drawing a top gun moment where they, these planes shoot at each other. I have to make it work, and I, it has to be fun also for me that I'm drawing it. So yeah, that's the thing. You, you know, we're doing what we love, and, and yeah. you know, we may work the weird hours and stuff like that as a writer. Let me yeah. tell you, I've done those weird hour things, and you know, and you, know, you have editors come in, all the jazz like that. But yeah, like 
doing what you love. I mean, we, we get to make pretend, man. Yeah. I asked the thing, like, we get to make pretend and people actually give a damn. <laughs> That's the thing mm -hmm. about it. It's, it's, and now it's like playing with toys as a kid. But in a different form of it. But then also now yeah. with an audience as well. Like that's the thing, exactly. man. Especially when you, I've never gotten a chance yet to work on like a big name thing, sort of thing like that. All my stuff's been, seven of my books are creator owned, and my ideas and stuff like that too. But I gotta imagine like it's just basically playing with toys in a sandbox. Like you know, you get to play with those toys uh -huh. as a kid when you're working on a big name brand thing like that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You you have the same feeling. Um, it's it's great. Um, I can tell you that uh, most of the people I know in Italy that are doing comic books uh, for America basically grew up reading those stories and they are big fans of the, of the, of the stuff they work on. Because uh, that's what pushed us to go and look for a, uh, to put our style into the American comic book. Because growing up, growing up we, and study uh, how to draw and how to do comics, we realized that the Italian comic books were uh, were great, of course, but it was not what we wanted to do because it was not uh, the thing that we were passionate about. Yeah. So American comic books became the thing that we wanted to do. We were fans first and then, you know, uh, artists like uh, I don't know if you're familiar for, uh, with uh, something you see in the children. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. The big it's series. Great time. Yeah. Uh, that the letter, the letter is an artist, an Italian artist here. He lives in Rome. And oh. I remember when a couple of years ago, before doing this, he he had a chance to draw uh, Detective Comics. Okay. For just one issue, and it was so pissed because. He, he, he happened to work on a single issue of Bat with Batman, but it was one of, the, of those stories where Batman was never around. Oh. So it was so mad about it. It was like, okay, come on. I had the chance to work on the Daffy comic, and there's no Batman. It was crazy. <laughs> but this, is, this happened because it was fun first, and then a comic character. Anyway, it was his favorite, one of his favorite characters. Mm -hmm. So, DC Comics, if you're hearing me, you better uh, show the this. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you never know who's listening, man. Trust me, people yeah. have gotten jobs after like <laughs> they made a thing in there, and I'm still always salty about it because I'm like, I'm the host of the show, and I do great <laughs> too. And you're hiring these like, like, I'm like, I'm glad I got other people jobs from the shit I do. <laughs> uh, I never gonna forget one of my buddies, Andy. He he well, he talked about on uh, the show. He helped create the costumes on the CW shows for DC, and he always wanted to be like, oh, I wanted to do something Batman. And then it was like a week or two after he was on the show, and we put it out there. He said, I want, he wanted to do something Batman. He got called for Batwoman. Oh, I'm like, oh my wow. God. And it's like, come on. Okay, I happen to be a bigger fan of The Flash, in case anyone is listening. But... <laughs> <laughs> so, The Flash, folks. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, that, oh, that'd be amazing. I love that character so much. I'm yeah, glad that character's come back in a fucking strong suit. I really am. Like, between the show, the comics, yeah. I have not read a bad bad Flash comic book in years. I oh. want that to be known. I have not <laughs> read a bad one. Even the filler ones, where you can tell they're filler, have been fantastic. Like, the crew yeah, they're getting out of these books are brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's great stuff. And it's, again, it's one of my favorite DC comic characters because 
it was one of the first uh, non-Marvel stuff that I read. Ooh, that's what I want to go for. Yeah, because it's, uh, as I said, uh, when I was a kid, I remember buying uh, Batman comics. But then, you know, the publisher were out of business, so no DC comic stuff, until I, uh, I happened to be uh, in England, mm-hmm. and I, I saw the flashpoint for that event. And I bought that, and I was like, well, I kind of like this Flash guy. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty cool. He's <laughs> pretty cool. And even with a complete lancer, I actually never uh, really liked it until I read Blackest One. Oh, see, that was, was a lot like, of people. Yeah, I was like blown away. I had no idea. It was so cool. The story, the art, and yeah. That's a team up, man. I did. We yep. saw a new 52, but I wish they do more. They teased us a little bit back in the day with that uh-huh. years ago. The Flash and Hal Jordan team up, man. They're great. I love We need more. <laughs> we need more. DC, if you're listening yet again, anybody there? Fucking hell. I know there's creatives at DC who do listen to the show. So Flash and, and Hal, come on. Yeah. Barry and Hal are like perfect together as a team up, man. Even in the show, yeah. I've wanted it for the show forever. But um, uh, I do got to say, good man, as I know it's getting later where you are. Uh, yeah. We are coming near the end of the show. Uh, I yeah. do want to say, is there anything that, you know, you want to promote or anything like that today? Uh, I'm, that I'm you just, can. Yeah, well, uh, I'm just, uh, what going to say, I'm too, I'm working on Bounty Hunter's uh, Star Wars series of Marvel, so if you are, if you are reading, reading it, uh, thank you very much for the support. If you are not, go get the first uh, two paperbacks that are out in the shops. I think the third paperback is coming out now. Uh, it's great. It's, yeah, it's great stuff. And uh, what I love about doing that today is that I have some uh, loads of new stuff and new characters. And of course, uh, is I think it's a great series because there are uh, no Jedi Jedi knights. <laughs> I know it's weird to say, but no lightsabers. We deal oh. with uh, we deal with a proper you know uh, Western style stories with uh, people shooting at each other, which makes the title a bit uh, unique in my perspective from the Are rest you... of the Star Wars titles. Because, You're selling uh, me on this. You're uh, yeah, me. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I, I, it's something that I found very interesting when uh, uh, the, the people at uh, the Star Wars department at Marvel. Uh, pitched me the the idea of doing uh, the Bounty Hunter series with uh, uh, the writer Ethan Sachs. They said we are basically doing that part of Star Wars, but it's just uh, scum uh, uh, villainy. Uh, the part where you have these uh, Bounty Hunters going around the worst places of the galaxy, shooting at each other, and so we have uh, people from uh, basically uh, the Star Wars Mafia fighting with uh, other bounty hunters and smugglers and stuff. Ooh, wow. So it's very, it's very different. You don't, you are not shackled by the, the traditional rules where you have, uh, you know, the good guys, the regular good guys, the regular bad guys. No, mm-hmm. you can have lots, lots of more, lots of more stuff. And I think that the the war of the bounty hunters that was a crossover in Star Wars that is just, it just ended a couple of months ago. It was a great idea uh, to show how uh, big, how big this part of Star Wars sport is, 
And if you think about it, it's even it's the biggest part in the in the original movie, the very first one. You have mm-hmm. this little kid working living in a on a planet where the, the biggest city is basically a shithole with people, with smugglers <laughs> and uh, you know space bandits uh, and and it's really cool. I remember I was more interested in uh, learning about Han Solo as a character than Luke Skywalker when <laughs> at the very just... first movie. Yeah. It was more interesting. He, he had, I knew that Luke was a good guy. Okay, he has the blue lightsabers. I know. <laughs> I know about that. But I want to learn more about the rest of the stuff. What happened with these people? What is the, you know, all the stuff about Han Solo doing the castle room? Uh, what is his smuggling? And this yeah. kind of stuff. I think, it, I think that, uh, yeah, we've seen plenty of uh, JD Knights and the Luke Skywalker and the whole Skywalker family so far. And I think it's good if people like Star Wars and want to see something different to come and read these titles of Marvel Comics. I'm with yeah. you in that. I'm with you 100 percent in that because it, yeah. it adds to it. That's why I loved Rogue One so much is because it was so yeah. different. Like, yeah. it's it's definitely. Oh God, okay. I gotta go pick it up. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> I gotta get that going in here because I've been wanting <laughs> okay. to read more Star Wars comics because I'm I got behind a little bit in those and I was like, fuck. I read yeah. a little bit of your work too and I was like, oh. Oh, I gotta I gotta get more of it. Um, where can people find you at on social media, though, good man? Okay, I'm on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Uh, I'm on Facebook as well, but I'm not using that very much. Uh, I'm not really much on Facebook, so you can find me on Instagram and uh, Twitter uh, wow. with my name, which is Paolo Villanelli. Well, it's gonna, you can probably write it down somewhere. People get I. It's probably weird to pronounce for everyone outside of the <laughs> Nah. Oh, no. It's, yeah, I'll make sure to put it in the show notes and whatnot, too, for everybody. Uh, but, yeah, with, uh, Paolo, this has been an amazing time. I want to say oh, thank, thank you for you coming so out of the show, good man. Thank you for taking the time, by the way, because I know it's almost 8 o'clock where you are now. So yeah, I yeah. Say, thank you for taking the time to come on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm going to get really good dinner. <laughs> and, uh, yes. It's plenty of fun. Oh, yeah. Now, shoot, I'm going to go get some lunch after this. <laughs> it's got to love the time zone difference. you got to love it. All righty. I will let you know when the show is out, but you have a good rest of your night, okay? Thank you very much.